Welcome to the Unseminary Podcast. Are you looking for practical ministry help to drive your ministry further, faster? Have a sinking feeling that your ministry training didn't prepare you for the real world? Hey, you're not alone. Join thousands of others in pursuit of stuff that we wish they had taught in seminary. Buckle up and let's get started with this week's Unseminary Podcast. Well, happy Thursday, everybody. It's Rich Birch from Unseminary. I hope you've had a good week. It's just a couple more days to the weekend. I hope you're encouraged today. Uh, today, we've got two leaders for the price of one. Yeah, that's right. We've got Elle and Kenny Campbell. Uh, they're from a church in upstate New York. Uh, they're real experts on student ministry. Uh, and we're going to learn a lot today uh, on how senior leaders can work with their youth pastors. Uh, we're also going to learn from their perspective some of the critical success factors for, for effective middle school ministry. It's a great episode. Uh, let's tune in and hear what they have to say. But don't forget to join us at the end of the episode because we've got some great resources I want to share with you. This is the Unseminary Podcast. Stuff you wish they taught in seminary. All right, well, we we're in for a real treat today. Uh, we have got some real bona fide experts in student ministry uh, and family ministry on the line today. We have Elle and Kenny Campbell who have the longest Twitter handles I know. <laughs> <laughs> lots of L's and lots of N's. Uh, they're from Tonawanda, uh, New York, from the chapel at Cross Point. Hey, guys, welcome to the show. Hey, what's going on? Thanks for having us. Oh, so glad you guys can join us today. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your church, a little kind of your ministry context. Give us a sense of uh, where you serve. Sure. Well, um, all right. I've been here for eight years working with middle school students directly, and uh, our church it's a larger church in the area. Um, we love our leadership. We totally buy into our mission and what's going on. Um, it's pretty cool. Elle works with me. Um, why don't you tell a little bit about your process? Sure. Um, so Kenny is the middle school pastor. He's been the middle school pastor for, is it six years? Yeah, yeah, maybe Somewhere six in there. years. Um, and then um, six years ago, I came on staff doing like family ministry stuff. So marriage ministry, different, um, you know, more of the family kind of stuff. And then three years ago we had some sh um, shifts in our staffing structure and at that point we were like, you know, I would really love to do middle school ministry. So um, I kind of shifted over and started overseeing all the volunteers and small groups for middle school. So that's what I'm doing now and it's awesome. Yeah. Very cool. Well, you know, a lot of people that tune in uh, to Unseminary are maybe senior pastors, executive pastors, that sort of thing. And I wonder if you could take a moment uh, and just t describe for all these senior pastors and executive pastors out there, how uh, they can work with their uh, student pastors, youth pastors, family ministry, you know, how can they kind of cultivate great relationships? What's some things that have worked out well? Because I know you have a perfect relationship with your senior leadership. <laughs> um, so, but, you know, what works well uh, for you guys? Well, we really do love our, <laughs> really our leadership. Do. So if we joke, I mean, and I've heard tons of guys say like, man, they don't get along or they don't buy into the vision or whatever. Like we even have a guy um, that came on staff in our high school department who, you know, may not have got along with his leadership beforehand and it's just like, you know, whatever, burned out by that. So mm. it was, it's always been great to have a leadership that trusts us, that gives us freedom and flexibility. I think at least for us, those are important things. Um, they kind of just hand us the reins and they trust us to oversee the domain of middle school ministry. So obviously they want us to, you know, be on board with the church's overall mission, which we are totally sold out to that, which I think helps them give us trust. But um, they let us do what we feel is the best way to lead the ministry. They're not micromanaging. Um, I would never be able to handle like a pastor that was like, 
always up in our business, always like at our events telling us, you know, this could be better, this could be better. Like I love that he's just kind of hands off, trusts us and let us do our thing. Mm -hmm. Now, what, what do you think you guys have done to build that trust? Because that's super critical. But what, um, how have you cultivated? What do you think has worked to cultivate that trust relationship? Yeah, that's a good question. I think it does go both ways. Youth pastors probably are always complaining, like my senior leadership doesn't let me do anything or doesn't trust me. But I think what we've done to kind of help that along a little bit is, um, you know, as our senior leadership has laid out the mission and the vision for our church, we've been totally on board and we've integrated that into what we do and if we have like we have like these annual meetings where we talk about like our um, what we're doing for the year and we always integrate that super strongly into what we're doing and tie that back into the mission of the church and um, so I think that kind of gives them the heads up like okay these guys buy into what we're doing um, we can trust them with you know where they're leading their ministry so I think as long as you are vocal and you're like upfront and let your senior leadership know, like, hey, we buy into the vision, and here's what we're doing to help that. Um, that, that goes a long way. Uh, that's critical. You know, I know when our student guys um, and women, when they uh, draw to connect lines between kind of what they're doing with some projects we're doing, it can be obviously the overall vision, but then even just projects that are kind of whole church-wide. Man, I just love that. That's obviously great for families, you know, because it doesn't feel like, okay, these are all different ministries, uh, but it also is fantastic as a leader because I'm like, okay, these, we're all in this together. We're doing, uh, you know, we're working together uh, on this. Is there something that, um, you know, specifically that you think a, a senior pastor could do, even this week, say, to encourage their student pastors or something, you know, you feel like, if, man, if... The, if more senior pastors did this, or lead pastors, or you know, executive pastors did this. Um, I just know uh, youth pastors would love it. Go ahead. What do you think? Sure. Well, you know, one thing that our pastor has done, just sparingly, but when he does it, it's um, we know that it's very sincere. Is he will just kind of look at a very specific thing that we've done and just kind of point it out, like, hey, I really appreciated this particular thing. Usually, it's had to do with um, kind of. Um, the, the vision and the alignment type of stuff. Like, hey, I really appreciated this particular thing that you guys did. Um, and, you know, it's just, it's helpful that it's not just this broad, generic, like, hey, I like you. It's something very specific, like I'm watching and I appreciate that. So that's been really good for us. Very cool. Well, middle school ministry is uh, is complex. It's um, I, you know I used to I come from a student ministry background, and I mean I just loved uh, working with middle school students. It's always a challenge. You guys are experts in that area. Both my kids actually starting this fall are middle school kids, which I'm not sure how that happened. I, nice. I'm way too young to have uh, middle schoolers, uh, but. Uh, what would you say, what are, what are some challenges you've faced in middle school ministry, and how have you overcome those challenges? I think just one of the biggest things to understand in middle school ministry is that kids need a place that they feel is like a safe place to be at, um, where they can build like authentic community. I know some people try to go crazy with like over-the-top production, which is good, and that definitely draws kids in, but at the end of the day, I think getting them into some kind of small group environment um, where they can be with the same leader on a weekly basis, with the same kids on a weekly basis, build those relationships, um, that's a huge thing for us where we really try to create a fun environment where kids love to be and create a, a place where they can feel safe and they can talk about things and know that you know the people there love them and support them and believe in them. Um, so just kind of building that up because in middle school, 
it's all about identity. They're like figuring out who they are for the first time. And so the more support and the more you can tell them that you believe in them and that you're there for them, uh, the better you'll be able to have ministry in their life. Mm -hmm. And Elle oversees that area. She's all about small groups and volunteers and trying to create that environment. So yeah. I don't know if you have anything to say. Sure. No, I think that's that's totally right, that kids just really need somebody um, who they can trust to be there in their lives and to kind of help them co coach them through um, the craziness that happens in middle school ministry because the middle school years are insane. So having some kind of consistency for them um, in their small group leader and then in the kids that they get to hang with is really important. But um, the thing for us, kind of a challenge that we've um, had to deal with is our small group environment hasn't always been super healthy. So it's really been in the last like three years that um, it's finally really come around um, to be healthy and effective with really um, small group leaders who are just really great at what they do and really buy into the vision. So I don't know if you wanted to talk about that at all. but. What were some of the changes that you made three years ago? Um, obviously, it's 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 never one or two things. It's a whole bunch of things. So um, what are just a couple of those changes that, that helped move it from being unhealthy to healthy? Yeah, well, I mean, we've always been in, like, a larger context. So, like, a few years ago, we were, you know, since over the last, like, since I've been here, the leadership has really started to structure more towards small groups. So for the first eight, for the last eight years, we've tried to go that direction. And so it's hard to train people, recast vision, get that all working. So for the first few years of that, it was really just trying to teach and like revision our volunteers. Um, and then we got to the point where we realized we weren't really staffed to equip and empower them on a regular basis and pour into them like we needed to. So I was leading middle school ministry and I had a part-time assistant and that was pretty much it. So I was like doing everything trying to invest into our volunteers, uh, trying to make the program happen. And we had like one Sunday morning where we had like 85 middle school boys and two adult leaders for them. And so it was just like, imagine ah. trying, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that's when we were like, okay, we really need to figure out how we're going to recruit, retain, equip, and empower volunteers. And so when Elle came on board a few years ago in that position just to focus on small groups and just to smoke, focus on volunteers, that's when we saw everything change. Um, you know, I was overwhelmed and I'm not an overly relational person to begin with, so for me to like focus and build and invest into our volunteers wasn't the first thing on my priority list. So when Elle came on board, even just adding that one staff person and her only thing is to focus on that small group environment and to make sure that she's equipping our volunteers. That basically changed the course of what we were doing. Mm -hmm. ah, that's fantastic. Yeah, I think that that's obviously a critical lesson uh, for churches of any size to learn how do we um, focus our leaders, staff or otherwise, on a small enough area that they can make a great impact, right? That Absolutely. How, how do we, you know, I think a lot of times we, we really do think like, okay, we're like these Swiss Army knives, we can do everything, but that's just not the case, you know, that that's not uh, the case at all. Mm -hmm. uh, anything else about uh, middle school ministry and then we're going to move on to the lightning round. Oh, wow, the lightning that round. That sounds exciting. Um, <laughs> no, well, just a couple things I think that uh, we really enjoy doing is just like, Partnering with other churches, I think one of the things that's huge on our priority list is to view the church as like um, one body. Yeah, like one body. So it's not like the chapel at Cross Point trying to do our own thing or whatever. Like we believe that the churches in our region, we're all working together. The churches across the country, we're all working together. So one thing that we put high in our priority list right now is to share our 
you know, whatever we have with other people and, you know, hopefully be able to learn from them as well. Um, so that's just something that I think has helped us a lot. Like we've grown so much over the last few years just because we've started seeking out what other people were doing and making those connections and intentionally connecting and learning from other people. So I think what you're doing is awesome. This is a great way. This is, this is really cool that you get to share this stuff all the time. So thanks for giving us the opportunity to be here. No, I appreciate that. Why don't you give us uh, how people can get in touch with you because you guys are creating incredible resources for, uh, for church leaders. How, do we, how can we get in touch with you guys? Sure. Um, the easiest place is just to go to stuffyoucanuse.org. That is kind of like our central hub of our resources um, and just kind of some different things that either we've made or that other church leaders who um, we know and trust um, resources that they've made as well. So that's kind of our central hub. We both have some blogs that you can access um, from there, but that's a good place to start. That's fantastic. When you guys launched that site, I was like, that's a brilliant name. Because it's like, it describes what it is. What is it? Well, it's stuff you, stuff can, you can use. This is the Unseminary Podcast. Stuff you wish they taught in seminary. All right, well, we've entered the lightning round, that part of the podcast where we try to have a high density of information and to learn from uh, church leaders. So the first one, Alan Kenny, um, what is an online resource, something like you know Evernote or that sort of thing, uh, that you've been using recently in your ministry that's been effective for you? Yeah. Uh, for me personally, I use Wonderlist for all my to-dos. I use Evernote for my notes and for, um, you know, that kind of thing. And then I also use Basecamp for, like, large group project um, kind of management with, like, a larger team. Which one of those are you in most, and, and why do you like it so much? Most I'm in Evernote um, because I can really do a lot of different things there. It's pretty versatile. Um, and they just added actually reminders, which was really helpful. So now I can have um, some time-sensitive notes in there too that give me reminders. Yeah, that's fantastic. I, you know, I've kind of resisted the Evernote thing, but I, mm -hmm. so many leaders I've talked to are like, you got to get on Evernote. It's amazing. So yeah. I probably should try it again uh, at some point. All right. So a book you've read in the last six months or so uh, that's impacting your ministry. Why do you like it? What impact is it having on your ministry? Well, one book I think that uh, we're super excited about, and we're actually getting ready to parse it down into little bite-sized things for our volunteers this upcoming school year is Lead Small by Reggie Joyner and Tom Shefshonis. So it's uh, basically just about leading small groups and how to be an effective small group leader, and it's super, like, elemental and is that, is that a real word? Whatever. I mean, it's, yeah. it's great. It breaks it down in really easy to understand way. Mm -hmm. And it's very like uh, practical, yeah, and practical and actionable items in it. So we're real excited mm -hmm. to kind of get that into the hands of our leaders and help them become effective, at least more effective in what they're doing. Cool. What about you, Al? Any books you're reading these days that are impacting you? I read a lot, but one of my favorite <laughs> books from recent days is probably Love Does by Bob Goff. Oh, I love fantastic. it so much. And that's kind of like, it's, it's really kind of how we live our lives, or at least try to, is mm. just kind of like this idea of whimsy. Like, we're huge fans of just having fun and, you know, finding God in kind of these, like, little, like, fun, happy moments. And Bob is really good at uh, talking about that kind of stuff, so... Cool. Yeah. Uh, other ministries, a part of what you guys talked about this earlier, you know, mm -hmm. you're constantly trying to learn from other ministries. What are some other ministries that you're learning from, and what are some of those little nuggets that you kind of look to them for? 
Yeah, North Point's a big one just because we love the way that they do their small groups. Um, obviously, we already talked about Lead Small, which Tom Chef um, was a big part of, and so we just love their leadership. We love how they run things. Um, Saddleback is a big one. Uh, Katie Edwards is their middle school pastor, and they just have some incredible ideas um, that they're very open-handed with sharing, so um, that's been a big one for us. Yeah, another church, um, Church on the Move. They do like a ton of great mm -hmm. production stuff. If yeah. you're looking for like ideas for your productions they've got a ton of great stuff so we like to look to them and see what they're doing and maybe copy some of their ideas mm -hmm. yeah did, did you guys go out to their uh, their family ministry I forget what it's called conference have you been out there for that? We did yeah, yeah we seeds. went to the seeds conference mm -hmm. seeds, right was right right years ago couple years ago so yeah mm -hmm. great great conference especially if you're looking for that kind of stuff yeah, um, yeah that's on my, it's something on my list of like I want to check that out because they're yeah. one of those people I've looked at from a distance and been like man they do a fantastic job so mm -hmm. you know, and if you're looking for a cool Christmas program oh, check out their Christmas show it is amazing so funny it's amazing. it's really good Okay, cool. We've got to check that out. Um, so when you think about another leader can be alive, anywhere in the world, any leader, uh, you'd, you'd get 15 minutes with that leader. Uh, who is it you'd want to spend time with and why? Well, I'm like a nerd, I guess. <laughs> I, would, I would pick Bill Gates just because I think he's like super cool. He's like really trying to like eradicate these diseases, make the world <laughs> a better place, and he's like yeah. such a philanthropist with his money. So I just look up to him. I think he's really cool. Um, I would love to spend a day or 15 minutes or whatever mm -hmm. I could get with him. That's a good one. I'm also a nerd, but in a different way because I would probably choose Joe Rowling, who wrote the Harry Potter novels, because <laughs> I love them and because she's just awesome. Like she's an incredible artist, incredible creative, and she's just like a great, <clears throat> successful woman who is just doing awesome things. So I love her. Uh, that's very cool. Nerds unite. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> nice. Uh, what about in your personal life? Obviously, you guys must do something for fun. Uh, mm -hmm. How do you spend, uh, you know, when you get those few hours of uh, fun time every week, how do you spend that? Well, we are like, we've got like this entrepreneur type of bug going on, so we're always <laughs> trying to like think of new ideas, new like, not businesses necessarily, but projects to mm -hmm. work on, things to let us have a creative outlet. So we do that in ministry, and when we get home, we do that with stuff you can use and we've got other things like instafeedlive.com which is like an Instagram thing for ministries and just whatever WordPress type stuff mm -hmm. so I'm always kinda creating online stuff like that yep. I don't know what are you doing yeah I mean we both do that kinda stuff like I said I'm a nerd so I read books and I craft I knit. Oh, yeah. crafting. I'm like I'm like a grandma inside. Yeah, I knit while reading books. It's pretty amazing. <laughs> knit, read books, do social media, build yep, websites. That's my life. And I all is connected, I see. I see for sure. <laughs> well, I really appreciate you guys taking time to be with us today on On Seminary. Uh, if you don't, if you aren't following uh, the Campbells, you should really find them. We'll have links to all their stuff in the show notes. And uh, we just really appreciate you coming on today. Thanks so much. Thank Rich, you. Rich, thanks a lot. Take care. This is the Unseminary Podcast. Stuff you wish they taught in seminary. Well, folks, thank you so much for for tuning in. Uh, that was a great interview. I loved their insights. They're just great leaders. I loved learning from them. Um, as you go, two additional resources I want to bring your attention to. Uh, the first is an article from a while back but on our site, unseminary.com, uh, by Jake Dudley. Uh, and the title of this article is Seven Things Emerging Leaders Want Senior Leaders to Know. Uh, it's a very insightful article. Uh, might 
kind of continue to stir up these uh, these thoughts as you think through how do you work with other leaders in your organization. Also, a number a while back, I did an article called uh, "An Open Letter to My Youth Pastor Self." Uh, covers some similar kind of topics to what we talked about today. How do we work with uh, with students and with leaders in our church? Thank you so much for listening in today. I hope that as you go into this weekend, you go in encouraged. Uh, remember, God's called you to a specific ministry and mission at your church. I'm excited to hear what's happening. Please drop me a line. I uh, would love to connect. Have a great weekend. We'll see you next Thursday. Thank you for tuning in to this week's Unseminary podcast. Don't be shy. We'd love to connect. Check out Unseminary Inbox. You can sign up at unseminary.com and we'll send you helpful training resources every week. Plus, you'll gain immediate access to our exclusive members area with tons of resources you can use. Connect with Rich on Twitter at Rich Birch or through email rich at unseminary.com Don't forget to check out the show notes for this episode at unseminary.com It includes links to what we talked about today and more. Leave a comment. We'd love to hear from you. Did you enjoy today's episode? Drop by iTunes and leave a review. Thanks again for tuning in to this week's Unseminary podcast. Join us next week when we'll learn more stuff we wish they taught in seminary. <laughs>